Hey everyone, let me first say I recognize this podcast is a couple days late. For that, I sincerely apologize. Um, I thought I had scheduled this out last week, but Christmas and pre-op prep, evidently I didn't. And so I'm not beating myself up over it. I'm hoping you'll give me as much grace as I'm giving myself on this. Um, I do believe that consistency is the best way to have a conversation anytime. Um, but without further ado, here are, up. Oh, there's my little girl. Um, here are, if you can't see the video, if you're not on YouTube, my youngest just popped in the picture. We're sitting outside at a friend's house, um, cause we are feeding all their animals. So, um, post-op was a little like groggy and yesterday I think I overdid it a little bit, but we're going to talk about all of that. Um, in the next tiny mic session, which I'll be recording in a few minutes, but that should be released. Um, I don't know. Monday, Tuesday. All right, guys, enjoy this episode all about why I decided to, my motivations behind having, um, the vertical sleeve gastronomy, uh, VSG. So enjoy this episode. Bye. Welcome to Thin Fat Line the podcast that explores the line between loving yourself just as you are and the unhealthy and toxic things we do and say, sometimes in the name of health. Hosted by Whitney Andrews, a girl who has been coming to terms with her own journey of health and self-love for as long as she can remember. Warning, the following conversations may be triggering and may discuss sensitive topics. Please move forward as you feel comfortable. The goal of this podcast is to create a conversation and community of support and understanding. Welcome to Thin Fat Line. Welcome, everybody. I am Whitney Andrus, your host of Thin Fat Line, um, and I am excited to be here. I hope you're having a great day. Um, before we get started, I just want to say, if you are loving this podcast and getting something from it, and you are listening to it on your iPhone, I would love for you to screenshot it, add it to your stories, and tag us on Instagram at Thin Fat Line. Um, I am so excited to be here. This one is a little different. I have no notes in front of me. This is just a blank iPod screen, so I'm just totally winging it. So this is no doubt going to be my best one yet, and it's just going to remind me that preparation for me is not, um, what is it, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. We can just take that preparation out for me. But um, today I'm going to talk about something. If you listen to episode one um, called Hiatus and Transparency, I talked a little bit about why we paused. I sat in here with Jim Chapman of Local Leaders Podcast, and we talked about why I paused, um, kind of what was going to be happening using the studio that I'm in right now. And the fact that on December 27th, I am going to be having bariatric surgery. To be specific, I am going to be getting the sleeve. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what that is for people that may not know and um, my motivations behind getting it. And I thought long and hard about how I would do this and whether or not it was even necessary to do it. But if my goal for this podcast is to inspire people on both sides of the line to kind of consider how we define health, which is what we talked about in episode two, and um, kind of ways that I kind of took control of my own health um, from a holistic perspective. I felt like it was really important to be transparent and talk about my motivations and where that's coming from. So 
in this episode, we're just going to be kind of spitballing about that and talking about it. I invite any of your questions. Um, I am a pretty open book and would be happy to discuss them. Um, you can find me on Facebook at ThinFatLine um, and on Instagram at ThinFatLine. I'm also on TikTok at Wit, W-H-I-T, Talk, T-O-K, and Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S. Um, sometimes I forget how to spell my own name. Um, but so we're going to be talking about that. So on December 27th, I am having bariatric surgery. This is not something that just came up overnight. This is something last week I talked about in 2018, really working through things on the wellness wheel and kind of seeing where things were. And I saw that my emotional health and my career health were just like tanked, you know? And so I really started working on that. Um, over the last two years, I was always freelancing at that time for marketing in 2018, I was working for another company, doing a lot of stuff for them and really building their business um, and putting a lot of my resources into it. And I dropped that and decided to put all those resources, pour them into myself. Um, skip ahead to 2021, post, kind of post COVID. Hello, Omicron. Welcome to the party. Um, and Paperbird Agency is flourishing. Um, our feathers are fluffed and we have a great flock and we are really working with small businesses to give them a community to be a part of and kind of help them navigate those things that can happen with small businesses. And I couldn't be prouder of that team. So, and then my emotional health, I hired a therapist. Um, I am of the belief and I make no shame of it that we are not meant to go through this world alone and we are not meant to be great at everything. And a therapist has really helped me with that. And I strongly suggest if you find that your emotional health is tanked, that's the first place you should start. Um, and so then it kind of got to my physical health. There were other things on there, but those were the two that were tanked. And I really needed to take the time to work on that. So when I started looking at my physical health, I, I had to ask myself, like, why was it in the tank so much? And a lot of it was my relationship with food. I don't I still have not quite figured out if I'm more of an emotional eater or an emotional dieter. Um but one way or the other, emotions played a huge part in it. Um, there is a lot of shame. I define foods as good or bad. Um, it was either a good food or a bad food. And that was just a really terrible way to look at it. Because what it did is every time I ate a food that was quote unquote bad, which I live in South Louisiana, which if you define foods like that, there's not much that is delightful. <laughs> food is a very social thing here. And most of the th food that goes with social things is not great food for your body by that definition. So I started defining food as serving or fuel or fun. And by doing that, what it did was take out that shame. And that shame led to a lot of the eating for me. So once that happened, um, there was also the very technical aspects of it of post-pregnancy. I'm telling you, my child went in there. She like punched things, wreaked havoc. Nothing has ever been the same. Forget my body being the same. Just how I feel, my energy levels, it just zaps everything from you. Um, they always say that, you know, you want another kid because you're not going to remember like all the like bad things. I remember every last bit of it. So Vivian, when you are older and you listen to this, just know that I, I know what you did last summer, six summers ago. When was she born? But uh, it just never was the same. I didn't feel great. And so I went and got blood work done. Um, it showed that I was insulin resistant, um, 
it was always kind of like borderline, right? It was always like, oh, you're fine, but you're like pushing the edge of like unhealthy. And so, but if you work to correct all these things, you're going to lose the weight. Because the other thing that was happening is that I'm a very active person and my joints started to hurt. My ankle started to hurt carrying that around. Uh, my family and I, when COVID hit, we decided the best thing that we could do was go vacation in the caves and the mountains and um, places where nobody was. There's no better place to social distance than in um, the side of a hill going deep down into it. Um, and I was legit scared that I wouldn't be able to get back out, that I wouldn't be able to get in, that the rocks were going to be too close together. Some of them had like hundreds and hundreds of stairs that you had to go down and if you go down hundreds of stairs to get back out, you're going to at some point have to come back up. My joints hurt. Everything hurt. My hips, my sciatic hurt. Everything physically hurt on my body. And it didn't matter how much I worked out, what I did, how to strengthen that. It just seemed like a lot hurt. And I knew that carrying around that excess fat was part of it. I am legit carrying around. Like I always think about it like imagine carrying, you know, 10 bags of those like sugars, you know, I don't know why I couldn't think of the word sugar. Um, you're not going to be able to carry those for long, but it hurt and I knew something had to give. And so they would say, oh, just correct all your blood work and you'll be fine. So I'd work and I'd eat the right foods and I'd correct it and I have corrected it. My blood work's great. And to the shock to no one, my weight has not changed. I am still carrying around the same amount of excess fat um, I promise you, I know that muscle weighs more than fat. It is not an excess of muscle that I'm carrying around. Um, and so I really had to evaluate that. How did I feel about that? That was about one year ago that we decided, like, look, this is my body set point weight. I'm going to have somebody come on, a professional in that manner, to really discuss what set point weight is and why that's important and why I think it's something that everybody should understand. But my body just decided that 250 was its set point, and that's where it needed to stay. And if I ever got under that, it went into starvation mode, though it is not starving. And um, I knew that I didn't want to work to get out of that set point by starving my body and really just creating a health problem in another way. Um, I had somebody mention to me at some point some form of bariatric surgery. If I'm being honest, my pride would just not let me go there. I had done it before. I used to work in CrossFit gyms and um, do all this stuff. No way, no how. I wasn't even letting myself go there. It was just a matter of pride. And as time went on and we went to Hot Springs, and I knew by the time we went to Hot Springs that I was like, okay, I'm more heavily considering this right now. Um, but I was kind of still like, eh, it's like a 30% chance that I'll go down the path of bariatric surgery. But we went and I mentioned hot springs because if you've ever been to hot springs national park, it's not a long hike from the bottom to the top of the trail to the tower. And I felt like I was in quite frankly, the best health of my life. And at least in the most recent years, despite um, where how much excess I was carrying around with me, but I was in my best health. I was really like excited about it. I was eating food that really fueled me and made me feel really great. My energy levels stayed pretty consistent. Um, and I was just like pumped. I was like, let's go, you know, and we're like walking and I thought we were way more than halfway up. I felt like we were more than halfway up. 
and we were not. And I had done hikes that were much worse than this. And I just kind of like looked at my husband and I'm sure my face said it all. And I looked at my kids. I looked at my girls and had my dog on a leash. We brought my dog with me. And I was like, I, I don't think I can keep going. When I tell you every single bone in my body hurt, every single bone in my body hurt. And by this point, I knew that it hurt and I knew that I didn't know how much further I could go. So now my pride is hurt. I'm feeling like absolute garbage about myself and literal, literally feeling like garbage. And I quit. Um, and I cried the whole way down. And I don't know that I cried because I realized that my body, like my physical being, was not allowing me to do the things that I wanted to do as much as I felt like I quit on my kids. And I wanted to, I've been very careful this whole time as I've been working on myself and improving myself to be as transparent as I can, but make sure that it's not this emotional journey. I'm not on a diet. Um, I want my girls to see their mom. I also want them to know that like, this is not about what I look like physically. I always use the joke and it may be a little crass, but I say it cause I think it gets the point across. I have no problem having sex with the lights on with my husband. Um, so the guy, <laughs> I just have to say Jim Chapman is in here right now. He's, uh, engineering all the sound and stuff. And he just kind of got a little chuckle out of that, but I think it's the best way to get the point across. It was never about what I looked like. I made sure like even, uh, before when I knew that I was about to go on this journey that I got boudoir photos taken because I wanted to remind myself that it was never about the size. And, um, but I quit at what I, I'm going back to everything. I quit and I was really sad because I made sure that my girls know that like, this is, I'm still their mom. I want to like inspire a healthy lifestyle for them holistically and everything. And here I was quitting and I cried the whole way back down. And I did what any normal human being would do. Right. And I walked myself to the brewery that is right there on State Park Property, Superior Bathhouse, which if you have not been, is fantastic. And um, I got a flight of beers, obviously, and a pretzel. Um, so <laughs> that was real um, healthy coping mechanisms right there. But it only goes to show that this path uh, to here has been just like this. But I kind of took a step back and... Um, we ate some food and I went back and we finished our vacation at Lake House, which it was our last week at our lake house on Lake Claiborne and um, which was heartbreaking in its own regard. So I'm just going to blame that whole like day on that. But my husband was like, hey, do you want to I have a goal to visit all the national parks? And he goes, hey, do you want me to get you a pen for your hat when I'm up here? I was like, no, because I didn't finish it. Like, I was very, like, pissed at myself. I was mad. I was angry. I was sad. I was like, no, I didn't finish it. I'm upset that I even put a stamp in my, like, National Park passport. But um, so I went through it, and I, I remember get, getting home, and I thought, I'm not going to, like, make any decisions when I'm that pissed off at myself and uh, I'm that upset. And I did what the next logical thing to do was, and I made a, a Facebook post about it. <laughs> Because that's what you do, right? So I have this story and everybody was like, oh my gosh, thank you for being so transparent. I just love it. And I'm just like, yeah, well, I only did it because I'm trying to force myself to love it. You know, like I'm like, at some point I'm going to catch up and my brain's going to move past this. It obviously has gotten really far past this. I'm not, you know, harping on this at all. Um, But I really took a step back. I 
talked to my therapist. I went back to the doctor um, and really talked to them about it. I have a lovely general practitioner who I love um, and who has been a lifesaver. And I really just had some conversations. I had some conversations with my therapist. I had some conversations with my general practitioner. I had some conversations with my husband. And most importantly, I really had some conversations with myself. Um, so if you were in the car next to me at stoplights at that point, you probably saw me talking to myself a lot. There are some people who journal and write. I just talk to myself. Um, so I went down and I thought, this, this can't be. Um, my mom has rheumatoid arthritis. I feel joint pain joints. Until I had this GP, I would go in and just say, hey, my joints hurt this. I would tell them, can we go through the testing for this? This is about the age that my mom got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, my grandmother, all this stuff. And they would just be like, oh, it'll be fine. It's not that. It's just because essentially you're fat in so many words. They wouldn't say it just like that, but it was pretty close. It was usually like, oh, if you just lose like 100 pounds, you'll be fine. You won't even notice. Keep in mind, my mom is like five foot one and um, like five foot nothing, y'all. And she's like tiny and she still has serious problems with rheumatoid arthritis. It had nothing to do with size. But nobody would ever test me because they just assumed that it was my size. And so it wasn't until I found this GP that she's like, let's go through testing. And we talked about that. We talked about the best way to keep my joints healthy and all this stuff. And um a lot of it just came down to carrying around the physical aspect of carrying around everything. So after that trip, I thought, okay, we've moved from like a 30% chance that I'm going to have the surgery to, I was kind of like at 60 at that point. And so I was going through kind of all the mechanisms that insurance would want me to go through. Um, I have a dietitian at the hospital and then also a nutrition coach, um, I was working out. I was doing all the things. And I don't know at what point, but I think it was about two months ago, that somewhere along the way, the pride let go. Um, and I had to sit down and I thought, okay, let me really think about why do I want to do this and why would I not want to do this? And then there was the aspect of even this show is that I've always been such a proponent of honor your body for what it does, not what it looks like to end the kind of toxic diet culture to really kind of like love where you are right now. And I had to ask myself, was I considering the surgery to seek some sort of validation or was I doing it as a kind of you know, piece of the solution to not carry around so much. And there was something that I realized along that is that I was looking for the solution. I was looking to put another puzzle piece in and I equate it to the fact that my husband is, um, he builds a lot of stuff. He makes everything and he looks for just the antique planes. You know, he loves to go in antique shops and he can get that plane and stuff, but he still has to sharpen it and he still has to make it work. It was the tool. It was a tool that he works with and that the surgery, if I was going to go through with it, had to be a tool that I worked with to get me to a point that I wasn't carrying around the excess weight, that I wasn't, um, that I could do the things that I wanted to do because it was this size is keeping me from being able to do things. I can't, um, if you've ever been to Rock City, there's a, it's called Fat Man's Passage or something, ironically, 
Um, when I tell you if I was an inch bigger, I would not be fitting through it. And um, I don't fit in some of the chairs. There's a restaurant around the corner here. Uh, my hips, when I get out of the chairs, I can go sit there and I will have bruises on the side of my hips because I just physically cannot exist in this world at the size that I am. I can. It's just not how I want to exist in it. And something had to happen. My set point had happened. And um, so what the sleeve does is it goes in and it takes out. I can't remember the percentage and I don't want to get it wrong, but it's more than 50% and less than I think 80% of your stomach, which means that it removes a lot of the hormones that go with it and it decreases your hunger, but you physically cannot eat as much as you would before. Um, so from the time that I decided 100%, this is the route I'm going down. It was like, how do I really learn to cook the most nutrient dense foods I can to make sure there's enough protein in it to make sure there's this. And that was about three months ago. And since then, I've been doing nothing but nutrient-dense foods. I, I shouldn't say nothing but Louisiana and Thanksgiving. Um, and really focusing on this balanced portion of eating. And set point, have not lost a pound. And Uri's like, you're going to lose weight just trying to get there. Uh, and so I focused on that because I knew that this had to be a tool. And I knew that. I wanted to learn. I didn't want to be miserable. And I looked at where were everybody's kind of thoughts on it. Where do people have issues with it? Where do people regret having it or not regret having it? What do they wish they did? And I just threw myself into kind of every bit of research, every bit of kind of um, points of view. If there was a blog on it, I watched, I listened, I read it. I can't, evidently, if there was a podcast on it, I listened to it. If there was a TikTok, I mean, I scrolled till 2 a.m. on it because that's totally healthy. Get some sleep. Sleep is a life necessity, not a malfunction. Get some rest, people. Um, but I, I did it. And I kind of threw myself into what is this going to look like? Um, and so I don't really know what it's going to look like for me. I know it's going to be different for everybody, but I felt like it would be, it was one, really important to talk about it, but two, to... I thought it would be kind of interesting to share that journey with y'all as it happens. Um, not all of it, but, um, but to really share that journey and to kind of how does this kind of fit into where I already am. Um, I am a big believer that any kind of extreme measure like this, and it is extreme, you're literally altering how your anatomy works, should not be taken without considering everything and kind of Working on those aspects um, in the last episode, I talked about the wellness wheel without kind of balancing out that wheel before I am really happy that I did that. I am hoping that will serve me really well. Um, but to kind of really understand what my motivations were and where my why was, I have felt like I have prepared myself as much as I can. So I guess at, from recording date, Actually, today is the first day of my liquid. So you start, there are two weeks before, just to let you know this process. There's 14 days prior to your surgery, you start what's called the liquid diet. So the reason being is not because they want it to use it as a diet mechanism or anything. It's because they want to shrink the liver because the liver, it's a laparoscopic surgery. And so they want the liver to work as little as possible. Um, so obviously this weekend I got schwasty faced it. No, I didn't at all. But I wanted to. I did have some Michael David Petit Petit. Um, but you want your liver to work as little as possible. And so it shrinks the liver down. So for the next seven days, it's liquid. 
So that's protein shakes. I can have dairy, all that stuff. And then the seven days right before is a clear liquid diet. So um, it's a good thing that I'm recording today because I might not be in the best of moods <laughs> next Monday. So I'm recording kind of two podcasts today. Um, but so I'm going to do that and then I'll have the surgery on the 27th. And then for a week after that, it'll be clear liquids and then you'll step up into that. And then two months after I'll be in Disney kind of hopefully rocking and rolling life is normal and um, just kind of with a new kind of anatomy, if you will, my body working a little different and hopefully essentially what it does is reset that set point weight. So uh, I don't know what this looks like. There was an aspect of when I found out that I was having the surgery and the surgery date set. I'm not going to lie. There was a grief. Um, I have worked really hard to love this body that I'm in. I have worked really hard to recognize and believe that joy is available to me at any size. Um, it's not something that I have to wait to be smaller. It's not something that I have to wait to be healthier. Just like, um, I would say this to my daughter. My daughter is, you know, in the middle of high school, my oldest one. And, she just keeps thinking, you know, when I graduate, I'm going to do all this. And that's when I'm going to be really happy and fulfilled. And I think any adult would kind of laugh at that and be like, <laughs> you know, like to only go back to where I was to that level of joy. And so um, that joy is available to her right now in high school. That's something that she can choose. She can own. She can make a point. And I, I use joy specifically because happiness is is very temporary and superficial and shallow and it's something that's important but it's something that can kind of like fluctuate whereas joy is kind of deep-seated peace contentment and that's how I define it um and so I've worked really hard for to recognize that joy is available to me at any size I have decided that a long time ago I was like I'm not I'm going to stop chasing numbers on a scale and numbers in my jeans and my pants and my shirts and I'm going to start chasing joy I'm going to chase fun I love one of my favorite things that I ever heard was from Annie F Downs um, from the that sounds fun podcast and I went and had a conversation with her and went to a live taping and she says she has a podcast called that sounds fun and one of the reasons that she says is she's like at some point as adults we were taught that it shouldn't be fun anymore to stop chasing fun but she's like, I believe that if you chase fun, joy will follow. And I think that's really where the hiking and the hot springs, even though hot springs brought me no joy that day, Rock City did, going to Foster Falls, going to these waterfalls and doing all this stuff. And I, I usually share these stories on my social media individually, and I'm sure we'll talk about them across the time. But um, I really worked hard to find joy in this body right where I am. And there was a level of grief that... If I change all this, if I change what I've worked for, if I've changed kind of this level of not just acceptance, but true embracing where I am right now, what does that look like when my body is about to go through such an extreme change? And um, I think that's normal. I hope it's normal. Maybe I'm just saying that. But I think it's normal, and I think it really goes back to it lets me know that I've really kind of found that place of honor for where I am now and for what my body does and not what it looks like. And um, I'm looking forward to kind of the other things that I'm going to add on to the list that this body can do um, once this happens. So I really invite you and I wanted to do this specific podcast to kind of walk through where my motivations lie and my why and what was going on. 
and really kind of have an open and honest conversation about what that looks like, both the grief of it all and losing a part of yourself that you work so hard to kind of find joy with and the excitement of it all. Because with that grief came this really big excitement of this is something that I've really been working for and toward for so long. And to know that I'm getting a new tool and that tool chest is great. It's like kind of trying to build a house without a hammer. If you start trying to build it and start trying to build it, and then all of a sudden somebody hands you a hammer, you're excited. You're just pumped. So in addition to that grief is just this big excitement. So, um, yeah, so keep tuning in. If you have any questions, please, please send them my way. I am more than happy and willing and want to. The whole point of this podcast is to start a conversation about everything and kind of knowing um, – where everybody is because my story is going to be very different. Um, with that said, if you are on social media, you can join the conversation at Thin Fat Line on Facebook and Instagram. There's also a Thin Fat Line community. So if you just want to kind of have open and honest conversations in a safe space, that's where it is. It's a lot of great people in there. And then um, on TikTok at Wit Talk Andrus. So W H I T T O K A N D R U S. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. We're going to have next month, we're going to be talking about a lot of things from who to follow on social media going into the new year to kind of pour into you. We're going to have Jada Bruce from Movement Fitness. Come on. She's amazing. I love on the back of her wall. She says 0.25% better than I was yesterday because ain't nobody got time for the 1%. So um, she's a lot of fun and I love her and she's a breath of fresh air and um so i'm excited to do those till next time remember to actually we're going to change it up remember that joy is available to you at any size no matter where you are and honor your body for what it does and not what it looks like all right bye guys thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of thin fat line if you're enjoying the show please feel free to rate subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts we really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode